Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What does the Heisman Trophy, Davey O'Brien, and Walter Camp Awards all have in common? Well, our next guest has all that hardware and more right here. It's time for the College Football Legends Podcast. The players. We're going to hit somebody and we're taking down the field for a touchdown. I guarantee you that. The coaches. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The plays. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. And so much more. College football legends. Heroes come and go, but legends live forever. Believe in college football legends on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Chris Smith. Give me a follow on Twitter at the Sports Jesus. That's at the Sports Jesus. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The University of Nebraska is one of the most storied programs in college football history. The Cornhuskers have amassed 46 conference championships, five national titles, and three winners of the coveted Heisman Memorial Trophy. Big Red has a staggering 25 members inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. And one of their newest members to the hall has some of the most electrifying plays. Eric Krause pumps once, is in trouble, eludes a tackle, gets out of the end zone. He's to the 5, he's to the 10, Krause to the 15, out across the 20, Krause to the 25, out across the 30, 35, 40. Look out, he could go. He's to the 40, he's to the 30, he's to the 20, he's to the 10, he's all the way. Plus, he's my special guest on the show today, Eric Crouch, University of Nebraska legend, 2001 Heisman Trophy winner, and a member of the College Football Hall of Fame class of 2020. Thanks for joining me, Eric. Oh, yeah, anytime. Uh, Happy to be on the show and uh, glad to be talking a little bit of football right now. Exactly. And let's start in the beginning. What a stellar career you had at Millard North High School in Omaha. You're named USA Today Nebraska Player of the Year Parade All-American to go along with being a two-time All-State selection at QB. What was your recruiting like? Well, I had a you know pretty fortunate career at Millard North, uh, really great coaches, and we ran triple option. So, I mean, obviously Nebraska was knocking on the door being a home state, you know, grown player and um, made a visit to Ohio State and also made a visit out to Notre Dame. They were both before my senior season. And I pretty much, you know, uh, left it to those three schools. And Ohio State actually wanted to move me to, uh, were actually recruiting me as an athlete. Didn't really know what position. Uh, Notre Dame was very similar. So it made a real easy choice for me to go to Nebraska after Coach Osborne said they wanted me to play quarterback there. And that pretty much sealed the deal because that's what I wanted to do in college. Yeah, why do you think everybody was always trying to change you from a QB to another position? I'm not sure. And, you know, I think some people have their you know, you look at a player and uh, some coaches, they'll do the same thing. They'll just look at somebody and say, oh, that's what he looks like to me or well, I can make him into this or, you know, and, you know, that sometimes works, but it sometimes doesn't. And for me, I just had, you know, grown up in my time in youth football and in high school football and 
just just loved the position, you know, the the leadership role that that came with that. I guess the responsibility of uh, calling plays and leading your team, you know, down the field, and those are just they were just great times and great moments. I mean, I really I really navigated to that position and really enjoyed playing it. Yeah, and former Nebraska head coach Tom Osborne, as you mentioned. He said, I quote, when I recruited him in high school and watched him in the weight room, it struck me that he was lifting weight that would have made an offensive lineman proud. Where did that drive come from? You know, I had to work. I just, I really enjoyed the training aspect of a game of football. I, I enjoyed the competition and for me to, you know, be carrying the ball like I was as a quarterback and running option, you had to be strong. And I wasn't, you know, six three and 225 pounds, you know, I was six foot, 200 pounds. So I really had to hit the weight room and make sure that my speed and my lower body strength, my upper body strength, and, you know, my neck was strong. I remember doing so many exercises, just making sure that, you know, each muscle group was being worked on. And it actually got to be, you know, kind of a, a obsession to train and, and try to get as strong as possible. And because I knew that that was going to help me stay on the field. And, and really, I don't, I don't like, I do not like coming off the field. You know, I don't like showing weakness uh, to your opponents. And I think being strong and starting in the weight room is, you know, where I, where I got a lot of that foundation from. And we're speaking with University of Nebraska legend Eric Crouch. And all that training gets you to Nebraska. And in 97, your freshman year, ankle surgery, forced you to redshirt the 97 season as the mm-hmm. team goes undefeated, crushes the Vols 42-17 at the Orange Bowl in the national champ game. How tough was it to sit? But what did you learn? One, it was it was tough because, uh, you know, all freshmen want to come in and play right away. But, you know, when sure. you're looking at a program like Nebraska at that time in the 90s, like you're just most freshmen, I think the only, I think two freshmen made it to like the varsity locker room. And unless you, you know, were ex- extremely talented above and beyond what they already had, or there were some injuries, you probably weren't going to play, you know, so just, you know, waiting was part of the game. And I'm actually happy that that happened because it gave me an opportunity to, to learn the system. It gave me an opportunity to get beat up on by, you know, the, the likes of Grant Wistrom and, and Jason <laughs> Peter and that. that they didn't take it easy on you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I, I got tougher and, uh, you know, mentally stronger, physically stronger. I got more confident. And I think that's a, what Nebraska's program has been all about is just developing players. So then when they hit the field, they're ready to play. And, you know, I also learned the offense and, and that was uh, an important aspect as well. Definitely. And uh, speaking of the mental toughness on your redshirt freshman year, 98, Bobby Newcomb began the season as a starter, but you quickly took over. Tell me about your first start and running out on Memorial Field against UAB. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't your typical like QB battle. You know, Bobby was the starter in 98 and he actually tore his PCL in the first game. It was the Eddie Robinson kickoff classic. Yes. And I got thrown in quickly. And that very first play of my career, the very first play of my career, I tore my, I got hit underneath and I was wearing shoulder pads that were too small. And I tore my throwing arm rotator cuff, ended up playing two seasons as a quarterback with a torn rotator cuff before I had surgery. And so it wasn't, it wasn't like this, you know, Cinderella story. I had to battle the, the next year. I actually, my freshman, my redshirt freshman year, Chris, I started eight games and played in 11 each week 
the starter was unknown. Uh, our coaches made, you know, three of us battle it out to see who was going to start. And we didn't know until kickoff. So it was very, uh, a very, uh, I'd say stressful freshman season for me. And then also the start of my sophomore year was a little bit stressful too. They actually moved me to receiver after I lost the, the quarterback job to Bobby Newcomb my sophomore year uh, for the second year in a row. However, they, they allowed me to get a couple snaps in at QB during the games just to kind of maybe keep me happy, I guess, keep me around. And uh, I, I excelled. And so they ended up naming me uh, the starter my third game into my sophomore year. So you know, it took me a long time to earn that position uh, at Nebraska. And once I did, you know, it was more uh, the, the rest is kind of history type of thing. It was just a you know a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed my time in Nebraska. Yeah. And speaking of that, Coach Solich moves Newcomb the wing back. You start the third game against, like you said, against Southern Miss. Is the theme overcoming adversity the early story in your career? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, there were times I wanted to stop playing football and, and just give it up, but uh, it was tough. You know, I, I wanted to play. I knew that I could play. I believed in myself. And for some reason, I just wasn't getting the opportunity that I wanted or that I thought that I would get, you know, coming to Nebraska. And look, it happens to a lot of players. I mean, that's, that's competition. You know, you might have four or five guys get recruited at one position and only one guy's going to be the starter. Sure. And so there's going to be three guys that feel like I did that year or for two years, that's just the way it goes. And, and so you grow some, you grow some toughness and things. And, you know, a lot of times it's, it works out well for those guys that, that fight through that. And I'm, I'm glad I did because if I wouldn't have, then I wouldn't have got that opportunity my sophomore year to start. And so, you know, it, it, I encourage the guys that are listening to, to this broadcast that, you know, maybe thinking, look, man, it's bad. I'm not going to, I'm not getting a start. Look, things happen there's a reason why teams need, you know, two and three deep to make it through the season. Uh, and, you know, you've probably seen or watched several of these stories where that backup quarterback comes in and never comes off the field again. Sure. And, uh, that was kind of the story for me. And we have on the show, Eric Crouch, University of Nebraska legend, 2001 Heisman Trophy winner and a member of the College Football Hall of Fame. And that season, you avenge your only loss by thumping the Texas Longhorns 22-6 to in the Big 12 championship. Did you feel unstoppable heading into the Fiesta Bowl against fifth-ranked Tennessee? Yeah, we felt like we should be uh, playing in the national title game that year. And we had a, a great defense. Our offense was, was really rolling. We were probably playing the best football that we could possibly be playing at the end of the season. Um, we, we were fairly strong and confident. It, it was a lot different than you know, my, my senior season, but, um, yeah, I mean, we, we felt confident that, you know, that's just the way that Nebraska felt, you know, every time we took the field, it was like, you know, we were going to win the game no matter what. And, and that was no different. You know, Tennessee was defending national title type of team. Uh, team Martin was their QB and, and they had a lot of talent, but we did come in and, and, uh, our offensive line and defensive line pretty much won us the game in the trenches. Yeah. You capped off that season by downing the Vols 31, 21, you're named Offensive MVP of the game and Co-Offensive Player of the Year in the Big 12 as a sophomore. Going into your junior season, did you feel like the Huskers were the team to beat? Yeah, I mean, definitely coming off of the, a super strong season um, in 99 that uh, was capped by, I think, finishing you know number two in the country or close to that, that they had us up there. I mean, we, we, did, we did lose a fair amount of our defensive players, a uh, few offense, but 
you know, we were, we we're plugging and play at that time. So we, we felt pretty good coming in and, uh, obviously, uh, you know, we had a, a rough go there in the middle of the season, but we're, you know, we were able to have a, a solid start to the year. And uh, I think we, I, I'm not, I'm trying to remember what, what the actual record was well, that you, year. Yep, but you got like Nebraska, 11 and two. 10 and two, uh, share the big 12 North yeah. title and a 66 to 17 beat down a Northwestern in the Alamo bowl. <laughs> They're bringing back some good memories though. That I like hearing those scores that you don't get too many of those scores right now recently with, uh, how things are going for our program. I know. I know. Well, we'll get into your program in just a little bit, but your uh, your senior season magical. You shattered all the Husker records throughout the season. You're surpassing uh, Tommy Frazier as the all-time offensive leader, became the big 12 all-time career rushing quarterback, set the school record for most wins as a starter. You got the longest run in Husker history with 95 yards and countless others. Were you aware of those accomplishments while it was happening? No, not at all. And then not to bring it up again, I, I kind of forgot about all. Oh, there's a lot more cool too. <laughs> I used to be, <laughs> but you know, um, again, I had, you know, I can't, I can't thank, you know, I, there, I didn't do anything myself. I, I know how football is. It's, it's the greatest team sport on earth. I had great coaches, trainers, you know, the weight room, the facilities, the, the staff, the, the, just, you know, the team chemistry and where Nebraska was as a program at that time. And so, you know, I, I look at, and it's very difficult to get to that point for a lot of programs or for a lot of teams. So I'm just, you know, I'm thankful, uh, blessed in many ways to be able to have had, you know, the opportunity to play at a program like Nebraska at that time. And I really did enjoy it. And every time I get to reflect back on it, I kind of shake my head and go, how did we do that? Like, that's, a, that was just amazing how hard we worked and, where everyone was at, coaches, the program, the players, you know, the state of our football program. It just, it, you know, it's something that puts a smile on my face. And, and I look back and one of these, these times I'll remember forever. That's what I've heard. And talking with former players, I've heard I didn't appreciate the accomplishments that much in the moment, but looking back on it very fondly. And we'll have more with Nebraska legend Eric Crouch right after this. Oh, exciting news. Our pod is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You will be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, that's spelled B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. And we're back with the Believe in College Football Legends podcast. I'm Chris Smith. We're speaking with Eric Crouch, University of Nebraska legend, 2001 Heisman Trophy winner, and a member of the College Football Hall of Fame. And so many plays you're, you're involved in that are legendary, none more talked about than Black 41 flash reverse pass against defending national champions Oklahoma, where you nab the 63-yard reception for a TD. Here's a hand up to Thunder, who gives it back to Mike Stutz. He's going to throw it. He's got a man out. Yeah! 40. It is. And it 
Now, I know you get asked it all the time, so I'm going to switch <laughs> it up a little bit. What play or game besides that really sticks out in your mind? You know, um, I had a, a few solid plays. Um, one that really sticks out to me was my sophomore year against uh, Iowa. I wasn't even the starting quarterback. It was, you know, uh, I pretty much hit a guy on the sideline just out of frustration. <laughs> you know, I think he, <laughs> the safety thought I was going to run out of bounds and I just kind of turned the corner and, and then put the the shoulder down on him and shocked him. Yeah. It, you know, I think it did. I just, I don't think he was expecting it. And, and, you know, it just kind of set the tone for my football career as far as how physical of a quarterback I wanted to be. And I wanted people to know that, you know, you're going to have to pretty much break my legs to get me to, to stop, you know, running the football. Well, the, the torn shoulder didn't stop you. So yes, you're right. You're going to have to take <laughs> right. it down some other way. Uh, you ended your career by holding exactly. 32 school records. And in one of the closest Heisman races, you edge out Florida's Rex Grossman and take home the coveted Heisman Memorial Trophy. What were your expectations going into that night? Really just to enjoy myself, uh, get to know the guys that were there and, and just, you know, absorb the atmosphere. I'd never been uh, to New York City. Um, it was the first time I like like it was for, for many uh, football players that to get there, you know, during the Heisman season. So I just, I wanted to have fun. I wanted to enjoy myself. You know, we had a good season going and, and that's what I did. And, you know, I didn't really expect that I would walk away with the Heisman Trophy. I thought that one of the quarterbacks that had, you know, like Joe Harrington or again, like Rex, who, who threw for so many yards. Yeah. Dorsey was and, there too. Yeah. Ken Dorsey, these guys, they were just, you know, they're, they're quarterbacks that were in the pocket and, um, had a lot of, had better throwing stats than me. And, you know, I wasn't quite sure that the voters were ready to, to vote somebody that had strictly, not strictly, but for the most part, option football, you know? Um, so, I wasn't really expecting. I was very surprised. I didn't even have a speech prepared. <laughs> you winged it. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> now that that's another thing I look back on and say I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> for someone who's been always preparing for football's entire life, he goes to New York. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and see what happens. <laughs> Who was the uh, funniest or most interesting fellow Heisman winner you met while you were there? Um, you know, there's quite a few. I've really gotten to like uh, Danny Warfel over the years. You know, he's a great guy. Chris Wanky, uh, you know, um, Billy Sims. They're they're all great guys. You know, everyone's just so different. And um, Tim Brown. I, I, you know, there's just guys that I enjoy being around, and some that I just don't know well enough yet to really make that decision. But you know, um, well, have Ricky you Williams have you talked to any of the new? I actually got to know. Oh, okay. Uh, Ricky Williams when I played with him in Toronto. So. Uh, Ricky's a great, uh, great guy, and Troy Smith from Ohio State. We played together uh, with the uh, UFL Omaha Nighthawks, and we we keep in touch. And you know, you got to. That's what you have to do. You know, I mean, it's like anything else. It's like family members or friends that you care about or love. You really got to reach out, stay in touch, and you know, keep that relationship going. And so, there's so many more like Heisman winners that. You know, before Rashawn Salam passed away, he was another guy that, you know, I was really close with and admired and respected a lot. And he was just salt of the earth type of man. And I got a lot of respect for people like that. Well, when you're talking to him on the phone, like you said, are, are you guys talking smack about different games and who was better or is it just general life? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just general life. You know, um, 
you know, I think, well, I don't know how many of us actually got a chance. Well, with Ricky, it was fun because Ricky and I actually played against each other, you know, but yeah. it's probably rare that the, the two of the, you know, it, it could, there's probably other situations, but not a lot of them, but yeah, no, I mean, we, we have uh good friendships, you know, Jason White is another guy that, you know, I've gotten to know really well over the years. And, you know, there's just a, a lot of guys out there that, you know, once football's over with, we're all kind of, we're in the same world as everybody else, you know, families, jobs, careers, your communities, and uh, we're no different. And we're just, you know, we've played football for so long and we've, you know, and, and now it's just kind of a change of, of a lot of things because, you know, you're, you're not playing the sport that you kind of connect with and, you know, you're doing some different, you got to find different interests, you know, and to be able to support one another, you learn a lot from each other is, is really good to have as, as kind of support. That's fantastic. And uh, talk about yeah. connecting uh, in your 2001 season, you had to make a little room in the trophy case as you also won the yeah. Davy O'Brien and Walter Camp awards. Was that just icing on the cake? You know, those are great awards and I'm so thankful that I had those opportunities too. And, and walked away with a, a little bit more hardware than, like I said, I was, wasn't expecting anything. And then, you know, I come back home and it's, it's just like, wow, you know, what just happened? <laughs> Where are you putting but, those trophies now? You know, my mom has quite a few of them. I have actually the Heisen at my place. Uh, I don't really have a, I, I still, you know, after all these years, after almost 20 years, I still don't have a display case. Everyone I talk to always <laughs> says that. It's like, yeah, it's a doorstop. You know, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's not that bad. It's not like a doorstop, but it's really close. <laughs> I've I've used it for, you know, I've it came in this big, you know, steel case, and I really I don't like taking it out because it gets damaged. So I, I feel like I have so much respect for it that I don't want to damage it. So I just kind of leave it in a case, and that's uh, that's lock- my way of making sure that I feel like I'm preserving the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, just lock it away, take a peek every once in a yeah. while, and uh, how yeah. special was it for you to have your number seven jersey retired in two thousand and two? You know, um, uh, another thing I just, I just didn't expect. And I was just, I'm thankful that the university uh, gave me that recognition. You know, again, I, I always feel like I need to say thank you to my team and my coaches because, it, you know, it is, it is a great team sport and I've got, you know, linemen blocking for me and they're, you know, they're beating their bodies up to, you know, to nothing. Yeah, the unsung heroes. To, to just yeah, and, and they don't they don't get enough credit for what they do. And I know how important those those fullbacks jobs are. Who you know they're running into that two hundred and three, you know <laughs> play after play after play, and they're just you know at the end of it their necks are you know they've got like disc issues and back issues and you know uh, and so here I am and I'm I'm the one that has the awards, but these guys are the ones that were you know, putting their bodies on the line to make sure that I got in the end zone. And so I just, you know, I, the older that I've gotten, I've actually, that's actually been something that sticks out to me more and more and more each day is how important those guys were to, to my success. And so I always want them to feel like it's not just my success, but it is your, their success, all of our team's success as well. So I'm hoping that the, the, the teammates that I have feel that same way. Yeah, well, I think uh, your coach, Frank Solich, said it best, quote, Eric had a special talent and is one of the most unique athletes I have ever coached in my career. He represented Nebraska at the highest level, both on and off the field. So I can see where your humility comes from. 
We're speaking with Eric Crouch, University of Nebraska legend, 2001 Heisman Trophy winner. Plus, you were also recently named to the College Football Hall of Fame's 2020 class. Where were you when you got that call? Well, I was, that, that's another surprise to me. I just, you know, I, I know my name was on that list for years. And I just said, you know, when the time's right, the time's right. And I kind of just gave up. And it's funny when you do kind of just give up and it doesn't really matter anymore. You kind of just like, and the next thing you know, you're getting a phone call. So I was on a vacation uh, with my wife and some friends down in Jamaica. And I got this call from Tom Osborne, Scott Frost and Matt Davison. And and, uh, they, they basically just, uh, Matt was asking to FaceTime. I'm like, Matt, I'm on vacation. Like, can we really do this face? Can we really do this FaceTime thing some other time? Like when I get back home. He's like, just, he's like, just FaceTime me. I'm like, all right. And I still, I was sitting next to my wife on the beach. I'm like, this is weird. I don't know what he's doing. Like, why does he need to FaceTime me so bad? Something must be wrong. So anyway, yeah, something, something is not right. So anyway, uh, got the FaceTime rolling and coach Osborne and Scott and Matt were standing there and they were saying congratulations and letting me know that I was, you know, freshly, uh, inducted into the college football hall of fame. And I just couldn't believe it. I, I actually, I thought they were pulling my leg. I'm like, you guys, you would think that you have, I mean, Nebraska needs to get back. Okay. You guys have better <laughs> things to do than be like playing jokes on me while I'm on family vacation. You guys are at spring practice. So no, it was, but it was real. It was real. Yeah. I actually, I must've missed the email from the Heisman or not the Heisman, the um, NFF, the National Football, Football Foundation. Yeah, yeah, the foundation. Yeah, the foundation. Actually, I missed their email before, or you know, I was already gone, and they had emailed yeah, me. You're not checking emails left, then. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's a nice treat from uh, all your fellow colleagues giving you a call. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, it's been a, it's been a really, fu- you know, despite all the crazy madness going on in the world right now. I mean, it's been a really, you know, humbling year and exciting year to. Just you know, almost 20 years later, after my Nebraska career to be receiving uh, awards, you know, it's just uh, start you know, making a couple cases. Then, geez, we got to get that uh, the trophy. <laughs> the tro- yeah, the trophy yeah, exactly. Closet. And you're still in Omaha as the CEO and owner of Crouch Recreations. What do most of the Go Big Red faithful ask you on the street when they see you? You know, um, a lot of people still say, "Hey, what are you up to now?" You know, that's kind of a you know they ask me about the Nebraska football program. What do I think of, you know, about the program and where it's at? Because it is, you know, a hot topic for, for many of us here. And, you know, is coach Frost going to be able to do it is, you know, they asked me about our quarterback and is Martinez going to be able to, you know, get us a championship. You know, I get all these types of questions when I'm out and, you know, I just tell them have patience and, um, you know, Scott's the right guy. And I, and I got faith in Scott to do the right thing. And, to get the right culture back here in the program. And, and uh, you know, most people agree. And what would you tell the players if you could be in the locker room? What would you tell the current Husky team at the start of the season? Well, uh, I, I would say that, you know, play without fear that, you you know, that the expectation of where, you know, everyone thinks that Nebraska should be, I would say, don't think about that. Uh, just go out and play the best football that you can. And, you know, the, the fans at Nebraska are going to support it, you know, you've <laughs> over the last five or six years, you can tell I'm still full of people. And um, even though they haven't had winning records, so the fans are going to support the program. Oh, like we and, were talking about before yeah. we started the interview that we were both at the Ohio State game packed. Absolutely. Yeah, mobbed. Yeah, packed. Every single game is always mobbed at, at uh, Nebraska. It's fantastic. All right. It's time to go. Y'all ready for this? Three and out. 
three and out with Eric Crouch. Three lighter questions to close out the interview. All right, first off, Eric, who talked the most trash on the field, either on your team or an opposing player? Oh, wow. Um, good question. Uh, or was it I you? I probably have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. I don't think it was me. I was pretty quiet on the field. Um, you know, I don't really know. I don't really remember a lot of people talking a whole lot of trash. Uh, I tried to, you know, block all that stuff out and just be laser focused on getting ready to call the next play. And, and I think that irritated more my, my opponents than anything. Oh, sure. When you zone them out, you're not even paying attention. That's a great one. And number two, you appeared on the cover of NCAA College Football 2K3. Do you play as yourself or another player in that video game? I would play as another player. That's for sure. You didn't. You didn't test out just to make sure uh, the skill levels were up. Might have. I might have tested it out, but you know, I. I just. <laughs> I. I don't want to do. I, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I, I see. The humbleness comes else. through. Your coach was absolutely <laughs> right. And last, I'm a foodie, so if you were to point me to one place to chow down in the Lincoln area, where would it be, and what would the meal be? Yeah, you know that's a that's a good point. You know, I'm if you come if you come to Lincoln, you got you got to hit the the raisin cane chicken. They got a, a great sauce, and uh, it's it's a, a chicken like fried chicken you won't forget. I've been to Omaha a couple times too for the College Baseball World Series. They got some good food there too. So you oh are, yeah, you are all set up. All right, we've been talking with college football legend Eric Crouch. Go Big Red, and thanks for joining me, Eric. You bet. Anytime. Thank you. And of course, Believe in College Football Legends is presented by Bet Online. Thanks for listening to the Believe in College Football Legends podcast. Make sure to check out all the prior episodes with Heisman winners, legendary coaches, and sports personalities reliving the greatest plays. You can tweet your questions at the Sports Jesus and join us next week because it will be legendary. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.